Barkley on the take, giving left. Howard on the cutback, inside to the five. Howard slams into the end zone. Touchdown, touchdown Bears. Jordan Howard, a nine-yard run. Snap is back, coming on a blitz. They throw into the end zone, left corner, up in the air. Elshon Jeffrey makes the catch. Touchdown, touchdown Bears. Bears Hour live. With Lauren Cox and the draft doc, Philitosian. Hello and welcome to this edition of Bears Hour Live. You are listening to Lauren Cox and Philitosian here on the Thursday night of free agency. It's been, well, it's been a wild day. Maybe not quite in the same way as we anticipated, but certainly. The Chicago Bears are looking like a very different team now than they were 48 hours ago, and we're going to break down every single move they have today. And, you know, we got a little bit of help with us today in the Bears Hour Live digital studios. Today we are joined by Bears Ballroom lead senior analyst, whatever kind of title you want to call him, Shane Marsaw. <laughs> Shane, how are you doing today after this, this whirlwind of, of free agent activity? Well, when I woke up this morning, I was like every other Bear fan. You know, I felt like I was seven years old getting ready to open up all my new shiny Christmas presents. And then uh, as the day seemed to to wear on, I'm looking around and nobody's bringing me any presents and nobody's showing up. But, uh, you know, you have to sit back and take everything kind of with a grain of salt because there's also going to be Christmas for the next few days here in this free agency period, and uh, maybe we didn't get everything we wanted on the first day, but I th- still think we can get a lot of uh, nice presents that'll that'll help us moving forward in the days to come. Yeah, it seems like Bears free agency is going to be a little bit more like Hanukkah and a little bit less like Christmas. <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> but uh, I know one one person who feels like he got some coal in his stockings today is the, the lovely Phil Atoshin, my co-host Phil. Are, is your blood pressure doing okay from today? I know... You're going to get pretty fired up as we get going into the show here. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> Listen, I really appreciate everyone coming in and, and listening. I, I don't know how to explain in this lifetime of the show how disappointed I was in what the plan is moving forward when just looking at one player in Alshon Jeffrey having the capability of controlling him with the tag and then making corresponding moves thereafter, I think that is the one thing. The sure, If you got a sure horse to bet on, I think everybody takes that bet. You double down on it, in fact. And the Chicago Bears and Ryan Pace have promised a lot and also have not delivered. So you cut Jay Cutler on that day, well, look at the money. Well, let's let's go before we get into these moves specifically. Let's let's recap sort of what has happened today. I know not everyone has been able to follow all these moves as they've been happening. I over on bearswire.com, I think we wrote 35 to 40 posts today from everything that's happened. I have at least 15 myself. It's been kind of nonstop action here. So, obviously, you know, what you mentioned already, Alshon Jeffrey signed a 1-year, 14 million dollar deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Bears and the Colts and the Vikings were supposed to be in on that negotiation, and ultimately uh, Alshon Jeffrey chose 
the one-year deal in Philadelphia to sort of prove himself a little bit. Um, the Bears also released Jay Cutler, as you mentioned. Apparently, the Cutler himself put in the request to be released. The Bears granted it and feed up about $14 million in cap space in the process. Uh, the, the the news had officially broke on the contract details that the Bears will supposedly be signing Mike Glennon to, but the team has yet to really announce <laughs> that deal officially. And really, the only deals that the team we even have numbers on are Quinton Demps, the, the free agent safety from the Houston Texans, and then uh, Deion Sims, the tight end from the Miami Dolphins. They've both come out with three-year deals as being reported. But again, the Chicago Bears have not announced any of these signings officially, so we can only assume that they're in place, but we haven't heard for sure. Um, another free agent the Bears signed, Marcus Wheaton, the wide receiver from Pittsburgh, former third-round pick from Oregon State, a little bit of a speedster. We're going to get on, in on him later. But I think the bigger story today, too, that we've all been tweeting about and, and writing about is the, the sort of lack of action. You know, the Bears have a ton of cap space to spend. They freed up so much more by releasing Jay Cutler and Player after player seems to go off the market. Tony Jefferson signed with the Baltimore Ravens. A.J. Bouye went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Stephon Gilmore went to the New England Patriots. These are all guys that the Chicago Bears were supposed to be in on the negotiations of. They were interested in them, and ultimately they weren't able to get the deal done, whether that was the player not wanting to come here for other reasons or the Bears not wanting to offer them enough money. One way or another, the Chicago Bears are left with without a lot of top-name free agent talent headed to Chicago at least yet tonight. Free agency is very early. You know, Ryan Pace likely has some backup plans in place and in motion, but certainly didn't see the splash signings of previous years. But, Phil, what do you think has been the most disappointing part in your mind? I'm going to play off of what you said. He's got a lot of backup plans and a lot of backup signings that he's bringing to Chicago, and that's where fans have a right to be upset. You, I talk about this all the time. Money and cap is fluid, as Ryan Pace said himself. But when you talk about talent on a roster that's lacking it, you have to pay for it. You can't fit and and draft talent all the time to fill up rosters. You have to pay for talent when you've won nine games in the last two years and you were 3-13. and 13. You mentioned Jay Cutler, $14 million. Guess how much Alshon Jeffrey signed in Philly? That's my point. You cut... Cutler, your your franchise tag Jeffrey. Now it's a push in the roster game, and you control him. And, and Jose Cotto of Bears Barroom wrote a great article. You could possibly trade him as a value piece to another team. Obviously, he has a market. So this kind of mistake, these kind of errors, Lauren, not finding and going out and getting the ascending safety. You know, you let. Those two players that you talked about, but you also let a, a talented player like Micah Hyde go to Buffalo. This was a disappointing day for me to see the improvement in the pillar spots on the roster. You let a dynamic playmaker, a homegrown talent, go. You don't do that. I haven't seen that happen in Chicago in a long time. I mean, maybe since one could argue a Bernard Berrien left to go to Minnesota. The Chicago Bears seem to come out the gate looking at backup players, not pillar pieces. That's where I'm disappointed. Now, Shane, you're a little bit less, I think, disappointed in the moves that the Bears have made today. What's your stance on sort of the the lack of action from Ryan Pace today? Well, I, I, I can't say that I'm not upset about Alshon. To me, I mean, I understood 
to a degree them letting him hit the market because honestly, I think that that was the only chance that they were probably going to have to get a long-term contract done with Alshon. And realistically, you see him sign the one-year deal in Philadelphia, so that's that, that really held true. But Alshon, to me, is a really tough one because, I mean, the guy just turned 27 years old. You know, you're, you're banking on Mike Glennon coming in here and, and showing at least some semblance moving forward as a quarterback so you can possibly flip him in the future as you rely on, you know, uh, as the draft comes up, if they invest there in a rookie quarterback. But um, as far as, you know, uh, I was big on Stefan Gilmore, but also to a point, I see the type of money that these guys are getting. And yes, I know you can sit there and say that it's only money and that's what the market bears, but these guys are getting paid market value every year. And if you look back at free agency, I mean, look back at, uh, I have a list here just from 2014 off season, the top, top free agents, Jarris bird, number one, overall Eugene Monroe, number two, number three, Michael Johnson, number four, Lamar Houston. Those were the top four free agents that were available in 2014. And here we are in the, the off season of 2017. And w- where are those guys? We're talking about three years later. So I think where I do agree with Ryan Pace is I think that you have to be very selective and pick and choose because free agency can be a minefield. And especially in the cornerback market. It's just littered year after year after year with enormous busts. It's, you know, you usually, I was talking to Brian Perez there, Lauren, you know, of uh, Bears Wire earlier tonight. And if you look back, it's just almost every single year you see these guys hit the market, they get paid like they're premier shutdown guys, and they're not. And it, and it, and it never lasts. So, to me, I do have a problem with losing Alshon. You know, he's a homegrown talent. You want to make your uh, you you want to make your quarterback look better and and have as many weapons as possible. It takes away from your run your young franchise running back. That one to me hurts. But as far as not overpaying for B level talent and paying them, you know, A plus money, I have no problem with being prudent in the free agent market that way because. We all know what happened last year. We signed Danny Trevathan, I think, on, on day one, and maybe Bobby Massey, I believe, was a day one signing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were young guys considered ascending players, but really where we made most of our hay in free agency was in days two, three, and four afterwards by bringing in Jarrell Freeman and guys like Akeem Hicks. So... I don't think this offseason is over by any stretch of the imagination, and I think the Bears can still make some really big strides moving forward. Yeah, I think I saw on Twitter, I don't remember who it was, so I, I apologize that I can't give them credit, that Jarrell Freeman was signed on day four for agency and Akeem Hicks was day six. So it is important to keep in perspective that the new league year started four hours ago, or th- five, I guess, because it's Eastern Central Time Zone, five hours and 12 minutes ago to be exact. So the Bears still have a lot of moves left to make, and they have a lot of money left to spend. The problem is where are they going to put it? I mean, I agree that you have to be careful handing out big contracts to players, but at the same time, you are a 3-13 and roster, and you need to upgrade talent one way or another, and you have money to spend. So it's, you know, it's one thing if 
you're just afraid to, to offer a, a certain guy a certain amount of money because you're afraid he won't be good. But if you're a, if you're a general manager in negotiations and you're coming down to one or two million dollars guaranteed that you don't want to pay a certain player, and also right. you let that guy go to another team, uh, you know, is that is that one to two million dollars risk worth not getting that player? I mean, you look at the cornerback position in the free agent market now that Bouye is gone. You know, Tremaine Johnson was franchise tagged by the Rams. Uh, obviously, uh, Stephon Gilmore went to the Patriots. You've got Logan Ryan left on the market, who the Bears are rumored to be interested in, the New England Patriots corner. And then Prince Amukamara from the Jaguars, Brandon Carr from the Cowboys. I mean, it's not a pretty lineup by any means. I mean, Dorel Revis from the Jets, it depends on how far you want to go down there. And even at the safety position, too, the, you know, they got Quentin Demps. I don't know how comfortable you guys feel about him as a starter, but Outside of him, you're looking at a guy like John Cyprian, although I think he might have come to a deal too. I can't remember for sure. You know, Barry Church, it's right. Bradley McDougall. I mean, w- w- where is the money going to go at this point? Well, just to not get into the money aspect of it too, Lauren, and I think, I mean, a lot of the fans, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of fans do realize this, but one thing that we have to keep in mind, especially when we're talking about the secondary, is we can't just dismiss the draft. I mean, everybody knows what's coming up, and we're talking about potentially this being the deepest, you know, secondary, uh, you know, having the deepest secondary in the history of the NFL draft. So I think that's something that you got to kind of keep in the back of your head moving forward is that, uh, you know, you're going to have some options there also. Well, one thing I want to add, though, to the, the salary cap fallacy in spending in the NFL, it's a passing league, but it also is an upwards league. Every year since I've there's ever been a cap, I've been alive, as has Shane. And it's never gone backwards or down. So when people talk about Jay Cutler's contract being the worst ever, or this contract is being bad, all these contracts catch up because the cap continues to rise. So therefore, when you're looking at talent, and you recognize the market trend, you have to be all in on recognizing you're going to overpay because you're 3-13 and 13 with a coach that's probably on the way out if they don't win. So that's where I don't get into the whole semantics of, oh, let's get a deal, let's get a bargain. No, you pay these guys. You pay them if you decided that you wanted them and you're slamming the table then that's when the negotiation says to your your general manager and coaching staff, is this guy better? Is he an improvement to what we have? For example, the kid who signed with the Detroit Lions, Wagner, is he an improvement at right tackle? He is? Then $9 million's okay with me because now he set the market for us because he's doing something to protect the statue that you're going to have at quarterback that needs that – that pocket to be successful. And that's where I don't care. All these Twitter cap nicks don't matter. It's money is going to come. You spend it in pillar pieces, tackles. Shane's right. Corner has a failure system. But the NFL has an out clause on all of these guys. That's why it's not for long. Money is not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt a cap with $68 million to spend minus whatever these contracts aren't officially gone out yet, Lauren. But that's where I'm standing on this for fans, and that's why I, I get 
animated on Twitter. I get fired up because you had an opportunity as an 0 and 8 on the road football team, a 3 and 13, a 9 for 23, a John Fox led team that's hasn't won, Shane. They haven't made the playoffs. Well, and I think and I, I want to let our listeners know we're going to open it up to call shortly. I know we were just getting one, but I want to I don't want to disrupt this discussion too much. But what, one thing I want to mention too real quick is that with with paying corners and, and paying free agents in general large amounts of money, the thing to me, it, I, I don't get when people say, oh, well, you know, I would have liked Stefan Gilmore at $12 million, yeah, but I don't dumb. like Stefan Gilmore at 14 I don't know what he ended up getting. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But to me, it, it literally doesn't matter what you pay him. If he, if he is a bust, he is a bust at $12 million or a bust <laughs> exactly. at $14 million, and you're screwed either way. So to me, it's all about whether your general manager can identify a talented player to make your football team better. And really, the money doesn't matter because the difference in his play that would make him worth 14 and $12 million is so minimal that you, you're, if, you, if you get a player that would be worth 12, then he is automatically worth 14 because he's that much of a difference maker. And if he's not worth, four, if he's not worth 12, then he's not going to be worth 14. It doesn't matter how much you paid him. He will either be worth a heavy contract or not a heavy contract. And the millions of dollars of difference in between those two is really negligible when you have this much cap space. The one thing you got to keep in mind too, guys, is like I said, with free aid, I understand we're a, we're a talent-deprived team. But at the same time, you know, Phil brought up Ricky Wagner. Nobody knows if the Bears offered him the identical contract that Detroit did. Everybody just assumes that the Bears came up short financially for, for Ricky Wagner or for, you know, whatever free agent. Maybe Ricky Wagner just chose Detroit. They're... <laughs> You can laugh, Phil. I'm sorry to Detroit, but but I think money talks all the time, Shane. Sure it does, Phil. The last time Detroit chose anybody. You can't sit here and you can't sit where people get into a a quagmire with free agency. It's just like what Lauren said. Yes, it's just maybe it's a difference of one or two million dollars, but the odds are in your favor that the Stefan Gilmore signing is not going to work out. So you, you can't just – I just don't think you can discount this. This is – it's just – it, it's, it's the same thing for the draft, though, Shane. So, therefore, the risk is exactly. less but Phil, where is in the draft. Where, more. where is there a, where is there a better – where is there a better, um, you know, pattern of success of building your team through free agency or for the draft? And nowadays, I mean, look at the New nowadays, York Phil. It's, it's telling you. And nowadays, people, people are throwing have, that around because listen, they're they're upset that the Bears didn't spend today in listen, free agency. I'm not buying that. That it's nowadays. Finish. Let me just finish this point. Nowadays, in a win now with a coach that could be a lame duck, you only have how many picks in the draft? So you're not getting three first round choices to make a mistake. So therefore, building through the draft takes years, years Do that we, you don't have. You've had just, two good drafts. Now the third draft, are you getting a quarterback? Then therefore, corner takes a back seat. The miss that you had with A.J. Bowie and Gilmore and whoever else you wanted to get at corner, hopefully they, Logan Ryan, they, they get this guy in the fold. That's where you miss, Shane. That, that's what I'm saying. Nowadays, win now past league gotta hit gotta go and pay guys 
Well, and we do have our first caller on the line opening it up now. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? And, and what's your take on, on spending on free agency? What's up, guys? It's Dustin from Florida. So, um, very, very, very upset today. Um, I, you know, it's, I'm so mad. It's like I'm just, I'm, I'm almost calm. And, I mean, like, just to touch on what Shane said, I, I don't know how far you guys got in. I just jumped on. Um, but when he said that maybe um, Wagner wanted to go to Detroit, I, I just about blew it. Sorry, Shane. Um, <laughs> Explain but, that. Explain to me, Dustin. Yeah, why, why, why did too. you blow it? I mean, the thing is, is, like, I heard that they were, like, $9 million in for Reef. And I mean, like, if you're willing to go nine million for Reef, why aren't you willing to go like eleven for Wagner? I mean, like, okay. Wagner okay. is by far a better player. Dustin, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Absolutely. Who did you hear it from? Jason Lockonfora or somebody <laughs> like that? Jason Cole. <laughs> yeah, you, just, yeah, you're. Yeah, your, it, it was like a rumor. On, it was just a rumor I saw. It had like okay. fifty retweets or something. Right, but I'm just saying that's. We can't rely on what we've what we've heard because at the end of the day nobody really knows. But I'll let I'll, I mean you called in and I'll let you go go on with your with your call. But I don't know I if ran. we can. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't buy the, the 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 idea that Detroit is less desirable than Chicago. The Bears are three and thirteen and have a head coach who who has known to be phoning it in on the last season is with a team. <laughs> Clearly a, a defensive coordinator that doesn't want to be here and an offensive coordinator oh. that is learning on the job. I mean, this is not a uh, this you, is not a destination free agency location. Do you know who Detroit is less yeah. desirable to? Chicago Bears fans. That's it. Yes, that's what it is. And America, but, but who cares? I mean, Go like, ahead. Bill's been this all day, but – you know, what, what Pace is playing, I mean, like, I was almost, like, willing to forgive everything Pace has done, letting Boye walk, uh, letting Stephon Gilmore walk away, all that. If he had just re-signed Jeffrey, that was, that was it. Like, I would have walked away and said, you know what, we'll go get him next year or something. But they let him go. The one homegrown player that was, like, half decent, they let him go. And, I mean, like, so the tag would have been, like, what, $17 million for this year if they had Seven. tagged him? Seventeen point four. I mean, like, so, and I guess they were offering what thirteen million for like a multi-year deal, possibly. So, like, they weren't willing to go like one year fifteen million, like you know, go like one up on the Eagles' offer. We, or I mean, like, was Jeffrey like that willing to just like leave Chicago? Because like he's been telling Shafter all week that he wanted to like win a uh, Super Bowl in Chicago. So what? He's just blowing smoke. He said he <laughs> wanted to win a Super Bowl in Chicago like three months ago, and everyone laughed at him. It sounds like you know, a good and, negotiating tactic to me. Right. Dustin, have you ever I – mean, like, speak – I don't know. You're obviously a football fan. Have you ever saw a guy in a free agency presser say, oh, you know, I signed in Jacksonville. It do, it's not about the money. I came here to <laughs> yeah. win a Super Bowl. True. You got a, you got a point. It's, it's, always a about, point. it's always about the money, 99.9% of the time. What I find in, most interesting, you, you point out Alshon, is the one-year deal and supposedly – here we go again. Rumor was that he turned down a long-term contract from the Minnesota Vikings. But I, yeah, I thought that was interesting, especially if he could have, like, you know, gave it right back to the Bears, you know, payback. Yeah, exactly. You know, but he's, he's got a little bit more security. I mean, like, wouldn't it be funny though, like, if he came back on like a you know multi-year, eighteen million dollar deal next year? To Chicago? I don't, you know, don't I think mean, it's gonna happen at this I, point. No, I, think I mean, he's... hey, it's a one-year deal. But I mean, like, how long do you pay the clock have? I mean, like. 
you know, they're acting like, oh, we'll just go get them next year. Like, we'll just, like, carry over all the salary cap money for next year. I mean, like, how long do they have? I mean, like, they're raising ticket prices for next year. Are people, like, really going to go watch Mike Glennon throw to Marquise, uh, whatever his name is, Wheaton? Wheaton. Yeah, Phil, we haven't yeah, heard Wheaton. from you in a while. What's, what's, what's your take on that? I, I just, like, I'm, I'm baffled by it. You know, I mean, like, so he's going to be the speed guy because Kevin White can't stay healthy. And, I mean, like, another another thing that really peeved me today was, to me, um, Swearinger was a much younger and better option for the Bears. I, I think he would have been better for the system than Demps. And I know Demps had, like, six picks last year. The Bears' safeties have had, like, one in two years. But, I mean, like, Swearinger signed for the exact same contract, like, identical Demps. But, I mean, like, why, why wouldn't Pace go get Swearinger? Like, he's a young, like, second-round ascending safety. To me, that's, like, Pace, like, seems to, like, like guys that are coming out of, like, the first contract that are on the up-and-up. Like, like Demps is clearly on the back end of his career. So, like, maybe well, he's, like, a better intro role. I mean... Well, Demps... Lauren, I heard you ask me a question. I didn't know what the question was, to be yeah, honest. Um, uh, <laughs> are, are you going to miss Jay Cutler? I think that's what he yeah, said. Right. So. No, First of all, awkward. let's tip our hat to Jay Cutler, honestly, because <laughs> he deserves the recognition and the reality of what he brought to the table here in Chicago. I thought what Kyle Long did today was nothing but class and, and just camaraderie and what a teammate is. And I know Lauren sent out a great tweet about, you know, the the locker room versus the national narrative, and we've talked about this endlessly. But Jay Cutler will be missed, I think, like I said in last week's show, 10 years from now, people are going to be looking at Jay Cutler a hell of a lot differently than they will today as the Bears part their ways with it. It's the end of an era, Lauren, and I think it's one with which it was the, he failed the Bears, but ultimately I think the Bears organization had a hell of a lot more to do with his failure than he did, and that's how I see it and will always see it. I, I totally agree. You know, we, we knew this day was coming, but it's – it's it's tough to say goodbye. And, and speaking of tough to say goodbye, Dustin, our, our phone lines are blowing up, so I'm, I'm going to let you go here. But I want to thank you for calling in and, and offering some great questions there on free agency. Absolutely, guys. Thanks, Thanks Dustin. for having me. Thanks, Dustin. Yep, no problem, so one of the things we were talking about, and I, I don't want to, you know, we've been jumping around a little bit here, but I want to get back to <laughs> this, this wide receiver position because, you know, Kevin White, he's injured. He's hasn't been able to play more than four games. He hasn't necessarily shown what's going on with with his physical tools yet Cameron Meredith obviously an 800 plus yard receiver last year but one year of meaningful production and now you throw Marcus Wheaton into the scenario he's a guy that can play the slot he can bring a lot of speed Phil what do you know about Wheaton what did you like about him coming out of Oregon State and what kind of role do you think he can have filling in here in Chicago actually I know Shane and I talked about this player when he was coming out of Oregon State because I felt like this kid was a talented speedster who can run that nine route, get that separation, had very good hands. At the time, uh, Coach Mike Cavanaugh, now offensive line coach with the Nebraska Cornhuskers, was the offensive line coach at Oregon State. He had told me what a hard, tireless worker this football player was and what a talented athlete he was and it really showed itself in 2014 he had a really good year with the Steelers but 
the injury bug has caught up with him, and that's where the concern had come in. And we talked about him in the free agent show. If this is a one of those little under the radar signings today, twenty six ascending football player off an injury risk is the injury concerns because he's light. He is fast. He's got good hands, but he is light. That's where you got to be concerned with him. But it is a nice little signing here in Chicago. It's not a signing to replace Alshon Jeffrey. Let's be honest. Alshon's six, almost 6'4", 225 pounds, high point catcher. This guy is a speedster. He's going to take the top off, and he could play in the slot. I'd rather see him play outside a lot more because I feel like that's where he can work those deep routes and get that safety to clear off and take the top off, as we say. But we'll see with Marcus Wheaton. But I like that signing, Lauren, and I like this football player when he's coming out of Oregon State. Now, Shane, what is with Ryan Pace's fetish for free agent wide free agent players that are injury prone even Quentin Demps has mm-hmm. some history of not being able yep. to stay on the field is does that concern you that that seems to be a recurring theme here I mean uh you know with Danny Trevathan and the knee injuries and in years past Pernell McPhee came in with very clear knee issues and now you got Wheaton and Demps that have struggled to play 16 game seasons consistently I mean is does that concern you or did the contracts that we've seen at least so far kind of dissuade you from any of that well, I think your chance of injury in the NFL is 100%. I mean, you guys both spoke of, of Stefan Gilmore, and he's played in 16 games one time in his career. That was his rookie year. He's missed games every year since then. So that it, you have to take all that into account. Um, you know, you, even looking back at Alshon, it was, it was never a, a major injury. I think his rookie year, he broke his hand. But it was always those soft tissue injuries that were nagging and really made people question his toughness. But I think Wheaton last year had a it was a shoulder injury, I believe. So it wasn't anything of the, you know, soft tissue variety or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, but um yeah, it's it's absolutely a factor, but it's just so hard to base much of off of that because I mean, especially in free agency, I mean, part of that is, who knows if that's not why part of the reason that Alshon, you know, that Alshon was on the market, that they didn't believe in his toughness. I'm not saying that that's the whole reason. It's not. I mean, obviously, financial was a big part of it. But Well, you know, you make a point, Shane. The head coach came out several times to exactly. criticize Jeffrey. Yeah. And this is what we're not privy to, guys, as fans – I mean, we're all rabid fans and, and the callers that we're going to have tonight and and <laughs> kind of to bring everybody into our world, guys, how how much off the air do we talk during the week about the Chicago Bears? It's pretty probably embarrassing to admit how much time we invest <laughs> into this. Unfortunately, you know, you laugh, but it's true. Yeah. But it's, you know, we're, we're so invested, but we're, at the same time, yes, a couple of us know people here and there that we can get some information from, but at the end of the day, we're not privy to everything that's going on in Hallis Hall. And all of that little, even the little minutiae stuff plays, it, it, it factors in to, to everything if you want to invest into a guy long term. All of it does. 
and we certainly we know very little of, of the truth and we, we certainly don't know everything but uh, we, we do have a new caller on the line who I would guess knows a little bit of something caller what's your name and, and where are you calling from hi guys this is AC calling from Mississippi of course oh yeah there's that accent there it is yeah. the southern bell I thought that was Jose Cotto calling in my bad <laughs> AC, what do you what do you think about what happened today? Are you mad? Or are you are you cautiously optimistic? Where where do you fall on this? Well, I cried like three times already. So <laughs> you you sound like Phil. <laughs> yeah, my emotion my emotions are all over the place today. I am literally I was literally at a loss for words when we signed Mike Glenn. And so that was in itself. You saw my Twitter rant about that. So. <laughs> You don't like a man with a one foot neck, AC. <laughs> I mean, I just I saw some of I saw him play in Tampa. I I wasn't impressed, and that's why I was just like, I can't believe this is this is what Ryan Pace is going to do to me. <laughs> it's not something that is easy to get super excited about, but at the same time, we don't know the ex- not only the exact breakdown of the contract, which it's supposed to be three years, forty five million dollars with a decent chunk guaranteed, but it could be the situation. Qu- what is it, Shane? 18.5. So it could guaranteed. be a situation where he makes $18 million in the first year, all guaranteed, and then after this year, they could release him and go with perhaps a rookie quarterback that they draft in the out first round this year out of Clemson, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> our number one guy. So it's not necessarily locked in yet that Mike Glennon is the long-term future, but certainly we're looking at him as the short-term future. I would imagine he's your day one starter. And... Do we know that he's going to be better than what Jay Cutler offered? I mean, I know AC, you're a you're a huge Jay Cutler gal, as are we on the show, all big Jay Cutler gals on on the Bears Hour Live. Here. <laughs> you know, well, look, I love Jay. You know, you guys know that. Um, I I can't quit him. It's like um, today was the one of the worst days of my life. But as far as being a Bears fan, but as far as um Deshaun Watson goes, he's been my guy from day one if we were to draft the quarterback. I've always liked him and what he's done at Clemson. But just wanted to speak on a few more things. Like the Alshon Jeffrey thing, that bothered me. And then we signed Marcus Whedon, which I thought would be great to pair with Alshon. So I'm just not I'm kinda confused on that whole thing. I think what we all have to do is just take a deep breath, AC, and realize that we're in the day one of the off season. And maybe you will get your boy Deshaun Watson, you know? And maybe Jay Cutler will sign as a backup in Green Bay and make everybody really happy, right? That, you know, that would probably be like one of the worst things. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would do if that were to happen, but I do hope that Jay finds a great place, a great landing spot. Um, I was hoping for the Texans, but I mean, I feel like today was one of those days where I sat back and said, that 2011 season, it kind of comes back to me and. I got really emotional because I felt like in that San Diego game, I was sitting there. I remember sitting there thinking, this is our year. And when the injury happened, I was just at a loss for words. So this is hard for me. I feel the emotion through the the radio airwaves. It's, It's a tough day for the Chicago Bears. A chapter, an error is turning. And I I feel you, A.C., and we appreciate you calling in. Thanks, guys. To, to speak on to speak on what Shane was saying, I mean, you know, to, to maybe to talk our listeners off the ledge, you as well, AC, that, you know, it, yes, it was a, you would call this a, probably a bad day for the Chicago Bears. Day one was not a winner. You know, they, they lost out on some players that they were clearly interested in. But 
let's not act like there isn't any talent left on the board. I know there's not a lot of big names left, but you could still see them go out and sign a guy like Terrell Pryor if they want that big wide receiver. You know, guys like Terrence Williams from the Cowboys, uh, Ted Ginn from the Panthers. I mean, these aren't number one lockdown receivers, but you can add more talent at that position. You look at the tight end spot. You know, the Bears have been interested in Jared Cook, reportedly. He could be a nice addition there. Although they just locked in Deion Sims, they might only roll there. Even at the offensive tackle position, I mean, again, it's not... These aren't home run moves, but there are talented players. I mean, Mike Remmers from the Panthers, you can you can bring a guy in and get competition. You can you can still find talent at a lot of these positions, and that's that is where Ryan Pace has made his bread and butter. It's these guys that you know, no one knew Jarrell Freeman was gonna step in and be probably the best inside linebacker in the NFL I did. this season. Okay. Yeah. The all knowing yeah, Philip Ocean would... knew. I did. I'm oh, sorry, but yeah, I would say I would I would agree with you on that. But I'm I'm just looking at this thing. I'm I'm trying to be slightly optimistic. But last night, I went to bed and I thought to myself before I go to went to bed, I said I just do not think that free agents would be lining up to want to play with Mike Glenn. I'm sorry, he's just that's just not a name that you know guys would be like. Oh, I'd like to play with him. So you see, he I thought about that last night. <laughs> yeah, I saw that tweet and I thought last. Yeah, Ryan Pace sent him over a text and said, "Hey, Ian, can you or can you tweet this out real quick?" See, you know, AC one thing that AC one quick thing that may make you feel a little bit better is I think what we all have to realize, and you know, letting everything that happened today, if everybody can kind of just like get a clear mind just for two seconds, the Chicago Bears moving forward are not about Mike Lennon. The Chicago Bears are going to be about who they draft at quarterback the end of April. Mike Glennon is not going to be a long-term guy. He, Mike Glennon is the guy that's going to take the first snap most likely, but it's about the next guy. Mike Glennon is a bridge quarterback, and I think that's what we have to kind of focus on. It's going to be Mike Glennon and whoever they draft, and I don't think Bears fans should be scared away from thinking that I can't believe they, they invested in Mike Glennon long-term because they didn't. The way that this contract is going to be set up, He's going to probably get a little bit of guaranteed money in year two. That's essentially going to pay him as a backup. I think he's going to get a lot of the guarantee, like Lauren said, in year one. And then in 2018, maybe Deshaun Watson is taking the first snap or Deshaun Kaiser or whomever they draft. Well, I'm not a Kaiser fan, but I am for Watson. And I do plan on going to the New Orleans game. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everything, maybe they'll surprise us and be good. Hey, that's that's the right attitude to have, AC. And thanks a ton for calling in. It was it was great having you on. Join us again for sure. Thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you, AC. Guys, we haven't really talked about Glennon. I mean, this is the big move that they've been tweeting out for days. Numbers and Glennon, and obviously the plan was to move on from Cutler. And this is the baton pass. You know, they probably probably were in on. Jimmy Garoppolo, but it seems, and Kirk Cousins, but here we are now, Mike Glennon. As Shane eloquently put, he is the bridge. And unfortunately, just like I'm saying with the cap, money based on the position and based on the need is where it's going to go. So let's talk about Glennon. What, What are you two feeling about the situation now with Glennon taking over for the Chicago Bears? For me, I, I I I struggle to have a super strong opinion about it either way because 
I, th- I think Glennon has talent as a quarterback. No one is denying that. But my bigger concern is not what he is capable of. My concern is what Dowell Loggins is capable of. And I don't think Dowell Loggins is capable of a lot with Mike Glennon. I mean, we saw him struggle even when Jay Cutler was healthy to get this team to move the offense. And I think Jay Cutler is a more talented quarterback than Mike Glennon. You know, we saw them get yards with Brian Hoyer, and we saw Matt Barkley do some special things. There's some hope there that with a strong running game and, and hopefully some more talented wide receiver that Glennon can do some stuff. But is does Dowell Loggins look like the OC that's going to help a brand-new quarterback be in the best position to be successful? Shane, what do you think? I, I think we're all – I think none of us here are huge Dowell Loggins fans, obviously. But I've said it before. I mean, I'm not a big like, Glennon fan. But at the same time, I think what Phil said is prudent. You know, it's not – it can't be just about the money. And I think what they're doing is they're probably looking at Glennon as the – you know, maybe at at Mike Glennon's worst, he is who Brian Hoyer is. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys, Shane. Glennon versus Hoyer versus Barkley because those are the – the options it seemed like Dowell Loggins is working with. And I also want to throw in the, the thing that me and Lauren were talking off the air. I want to see how you and fans would feel about um, Colin Kaepernick, coached under Jim Harbaugh, is a, a Super Bowl contender. Now all of a sudden, I don't think kneeling for the national anthem took away his talent. So... Where do you assess him as a possibility over Glennon? Would he have been a better choice in your mind? I, I don't know. I just think he's, to me, obviously there's a lot more out there. I mean, with Glennon, I think, what, unfortunately, there's so much of an unknown just because he hasn't played in two years. So you're kind of banking on the unknown being a positive for your team. And you've seen, su- you've seen such a regression in in Kaepernick, but at the same time they've lost talent. They've they lost a good head coach. You know, no consistency there. But to me, just to me, I question Colin Kaepernick's you know commitment to football. It seems like he's more concerned with things off the field. Mm-hmm. That maybe that hundred and ten percent commitment isn't there. And I could be a hundred percent wrong. But if there's any truth to that, I I, I don't want anybody near my team that's like that because we've seen in the past and you guys know the players that I'm talking about that were talented you know uber talented but maybe had you know a lot more interests other than football that that maybe took away from things and Martellus Bennett and you know and it, <laughs> it, it it didn't do it didn't do the team any good yes they were talented but, you know, between them, they're going to their 10th teams now. Mm-hmm. So, no, I mean, all things considered, I would rather roll with the unknown in Glennon and maybe try to catch lightning in a bottle than maybe try to, to zap some of the talent out of Colin Kaepernick that is, has really seemed to regress over the past three seasons. And the one thing I get concerned about with, with Glennon versus Kaepernick is that you know players in the NFL they don't tend to change a lot I mean I think we we can't expect Mike Glennon to be to improve as a quarterback from what he's already shown on tape in the NFL maybe a little bit 
because he's been sitting for a little while, been able to maybe rework some mechanics, maybe spend more time in the classroom. But generally, you're not going to see a quarterback that is fundamentally different than the guy that we've already seen on tape from him. And so, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. And it's, but same thing with Colin Kaepernick, where you know what he is capable of, that, that when he's coached well and in a good position to be successful, he can do things and he doesn't necessarily lose that. Unless, of course, his motivation, like you were talking about, isn't 100% towards football. That would certainly change the story. But, of course, that's not information that we're privy to. So, like you, like you keep saying, it's, it's hard to make a good evaluation on that. So what you're saying is you want to get, one, you want to get rid of one lightning rod quarterback to bring in another one in Chicago. Yeah, that's that's part of the issue too. It's like it's it's the right. same boat as Jay, where he's probably more the more talented quarterback than Glennon. But there are yeah. reasons other than football that would keep you from necessarily wanting to make that decision, which is yeah. is disappointing for everyone involved. I think. Yeah, and I I think too, just not to butt in there, Phil, real quick that I want to get out is I think it's important too that yes, and I <laughs> this doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we just lost Alshon and our wide receiver core is kind of up in the air, but. Glennon played with an atrocious offensive line. He was sacked 40 times as a rookie. And I don't think, you know, you can discount the fact of the talent that he's going to have blocking for him. Yes, I know Massey is a question and, and, and Charles Leno, but you're hoping that they're going to take a next step and we, we don't really know what's going to happen in the draft. Maybe they go out and, and surprise us and draft a guy. But, you know, you got that interior line that, that Mike Glennon has never – dealt with and I think that's going to make him a better quarterback too well that was the the next question for you guys that I was going to have when I look at Mike Glennon I see a a, a tall quarterback who has an over-the-top delivery very nice throwing motion on this football player who also unlike Brian Hoyer could throw outside the numbers yep. and deliver strikes and big plays now you're looking at what they're doing a Wheaton comes into play if he's running nine routes you got uh, Cameron Meredith is an ascending football player in my mind, more of an outside guy. They're on to Lauren's point. Dowell Loggins is playing this guy inside at slot, has a great slot in da- Daniel Braverman. Say what you want. I've done this a long time, played the position myself. Guy caught 110 balls in college. It just doesn't go away. He doesn't dominate training camp. There's some issue there in lying with the offensive coordinator. It's very clear to me whether they like the hit or not, he played injured all year. This is a talented football player on your roster. It's a young football player again coming off injury. Now you got Kevin White running great route, you know, deep ball player in college, gets hurt twice. Now you got questions again. So the the talent surrounding this football player at the receiver position and as Shane said, at the offensive tackle, because he's not a mobile guy, he's a pocket passer. I just think that you got—you don't have enough choices in the draft to fill these needs, especially fans. If your number one draft pick is going to be a quarterback, so there's no way in hell that you could take a quarterback number one and have all these needs that you're missing out in free agency is what I'm saying. So, therefore, the only way to resolve this is to trade back in the draft from three back, get a partner, so you have more opportunities to fill these needs, like Shane said, and getting an offensive tackle and a corner that is necessary. When I look at this roster, that's where the pillar pieces are lacking. Uh, I'm going to put Demps in there. I love what I've seen from Adrian Amos 
I don't think he is as bad as people have talked about. I think when I look at this roster, offensive tackle, corner, and wide receiver, wide receiver is your biggest question mark right now. You have some talent at the corner that you could put. Uh, Kyle Fuller's coming back. You know, Cravon LeBlanc, even though some say he's not worth anything, I think that's a good football player, a young kid who came in, no camp. So I think there's talent in the corner. The safety with Demps is a turnover guy. He's better than Avertire. We didn't get really to talk about him, but that offensive tackle position and the wide receiver now is a huge hole, Shane, huge. And we don't know how that's going to unfold. I mean – um, Tom Thayer brought up different options. Phil, you and I were talking about earlier today. You know, does a guy like uh, Cody Whitehair move? You know, you got you're getting yep. Hironis Cressu back. Um, there is some options there. So, and another thing to look at too is yes, the offensive line did struggle last year, but at the same time, Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley didn't get sacked a whole lot, so they did they did improve. And that was, you know, with it, you're going to hopefully be getting a, a healthy Kyle Long back. And let's be honest, it's all about continuity on your offensive line. And we didn't have continuity anywhere on either side of the ball last year. So, and one thing you're talking about, Phil, is filling all the holes. All the holes aren't going to be filled this offseason. They're just not going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody tweeted out today that the Bears have re-signed four players total, I think, over the last ten drafts. So that just shows you what kind of an abyss that Ryan Pace really took over. And, you know, I don't think we can discount any of that. And the, the, the holes thing, too, comes back to what Phil started hitting at with, with not re-signing Alshon Jeffrey. But even more so, when you see a guy like Mike Glennon on tape, what he did in Tampa Bay, he loved to just chuck it up there and say, hey, Vincent Jackson, yep. go get this ball. It's 50-50 ball. I know you're covered. But it's one on one, and you're bigger than him, so go get it. And that—that's Alshon Jeffrey's game. That's it Mike is. Glennon's game. Wait, how are you not? I mean, I, th- that's the most frustrating part. Is that it's not Got just it. that you're losing a receiver; you're losing a receiver that's perfect for the quarterback you just signed. Oh. Jo- Josh Bellamy, baby, come on! <laughs> it's soft season. You gotta, you gotta look at the draft again. There, that you gotta look at that kid from Penn State. That's a more athletic Alshon, baby Ooh. Alshon. Godwin. Oh, Charles Godwin. That's right. I was like, I just, yeah. Charles Godwin. That's, that's just somebody that I recognize what you're talking about. If you're going to wait to the draft, I know Shane talked before the show. What do you think about uh, Patterson coming to Chicago? I know he's not been able to do it. So, or Terrell Pryor. Yeah. And see, and that's one thing they're, they're, they're great names, and they're none of them are perfect prospects. You're never going to get a perfect prospect in free agency. But one of the biggest holes on the Chicago Bears roster, guys, and we, we all know it, on either side of the ball is speed. Mm-hmm. They're speed-deprived. And I said, it, you, you look at a guy with like Pryor or Patterson or Wheaton, and at least you know, you're getting some upgrade speed-wise there. But in terms of filling all the holes, it's just not going to happen. In one offseason or you two. Know, you know who could be that sneaky Ryan Pace, USOB, you know, where he gets in, you're like, wow, what a what a sneaky signing by Ryan Pace on a good deal. Michael Floyd from the Patriots and Cardinals, that could be one of those deals where Pace gets oh. him real cheap because he's kind of on the down and he comes back and 
is that first round wide receiver that Bears fans wanted the Bears to draft back in I think 2012 when he was coming out it's that size it's that that downfield ability and we saw when he's not getting DUIs that he can be (laughs) perhaps a number one wide receiver and he's going to come at a much cheaper than a number one wide receiver price so it comes back to the point that you're missing the Bears are missing out on the highest paid top guys but Ryan Pace I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt at least for today It's, it's been six hours since free agency started almost so Giving him a little bit. Of, I'm gonna try. I'm working on trying to be more patient with this process because, you know, you're, you're you're right, Shane. This this is it's still early. It's it's frustrating. It's you you wonder you're left sitting on your hands thinking, come on, every all these other teams are doing all this stuff. Twitter's blowing up. Everyone's getting all the players the Bears wanted. But let's let it, let's tap the brakes just a little bit here. You know, the Bears have not lost any games in 2017 yet. They are still undefeated, like the rest of the league. You know, maybe. It seems unlikely at this point, but maybe Ryan Pace is, wants to roll with the young guys they have. Maybe he sees DeAndre Hall as a day one starter at corner, and maybe he could be right. I mean, we, we just don't know yet. It's going to be a fun off season, guys, even though it lasts six hours and it's over. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been the Bears off season. Thanks, everyone. That yeah. agency's over. It's well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> well, you just got to make sure. I mean, you're looking at 50 to $60 million that needs to be spent. I think one thing that I do lose faith and pace is that he carried over $20 million for this moment. Make your moment and take it. And right now, I think, you know, Andre Holmes is going to be their answer to Alshon Jeffrey from the Raiders. That's how I feel that this is, this is going to play itself. What about a guy like Stedman Bailey, Phil? <laughs> bears, the bears like the, the, the you know the bears haven't gotten in on the receivers who have been shot you know they missed out on Paxico burris a few years ago it's yeah. a lot of time you know, they gotta add some toughness to that position because these guys can't stay on the field oh wow uh, i got shot in the head i can't play football yeah <laughs> i know what a pussy right jeez <laughs> and let's not pretend like there's not talent out there to spend i mean you could easily see you know what i'd love to see you commit to you commit to moving Kyle Long to tackle by going out and signing a guy like TJ Lang at guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, are, there are players that you could spend money on. I mean, you could go out and get a guy like a guy like Chris Long from the Patriots. I mean, you can add add talent at positions that maybe aren't as big of a need, but just to influx some talent on this roster. I mean, there's there are still guys out there, and I, I can't emphasize that enough that you know Logan Ryan could be coming for you know ten million dollars a year or something, or they could. There are still positions to sign free agents at, and that's that's going to be the fun, you know. Through whether it's a, a positive feeling during free agency or a stressful feeling, it's it's action. This is action. This is this is Bears free agency. This is the new league year, and this is football. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. Aren't you guys? Definitely, can't wait. Definitely excited to see how this is going to play itself out, Lauren. The Chicago Bears 2017. Think about this. No Alshon. No Jay Cutler. What a difference a year makes. Josh Bellamy, though, he still lives on in Chicago. Well, he, How are we got that tender? <laughs> we lost those guys. How are we ever going to make the playoffs? Oh, wait. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, maybe it's maybe it's addition by subtraction. I mean, you never know. But You'd we, never know. That's Exactly. Lauren, actually, that's, that's actually a fantastic point. You never know. We it's really those don't. Little, it's those little things, like I said, that are, go on behind the scenes. That nobody knows about. No, I'm not talking about Jay. Who knows what's going on? You know, little things like that that they're that they're privy to every day that we have no idea on. 
That's well, a, we do, a great point. We do have our first airport shot of Glennon. Glennon, yeah. Glennon's yeah, coming a, in with his wife. That's at the Chicago Cavalry. That's the. Uh, <laughs> it's not the airport. It's a Chicago Zoo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please do not feed the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, we're starting to run down on time here, so I, I do want to take these last couple minutes to thank our listeners. I mean, I don't think I don't know if people understand this, but. You guys are the reason we do this. You know what I mean? Like people, we get so much positive feedback from you guys. Everyone seems to love the show and we really appreciate people that reach out, whether it's on Twitter or DMs or Facebook or YouTube, commenting on our stuff, commenting on iTunes. I mean, it's it's really great to hear from you that, that you like the show. And if there's any suggestions you have, any feedback, positive or negative, we'd love to hear it. If there's little things you think we should do differently, but... You know, like you know, obviously we don't get paid doing this. We do this for fun. We do this for you guys, and it's what I'm it's not really... getting paid. <laughs> Shane, your check is in the mail. See you guys but, later. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we, we really appreciate everyone that listens in, everyone that subscribes on YouTube, on iTunes, on whatever you listen to your podcast. It follows us on Twitter, likes our Facebook page. It's really, it really makes it enjoyable for us. It makes it fun to get on the air every Thursday night and or every Sunday night, excuse me, and on the special, the special Thursday night show. As we get closer to the draft, we're going to do more midweek shows like this in addition to our regular scheduled Sunday show. And of course, be sure to join us again this Sunday at 2 p.m. as we are going to be joined by none other than Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus, their, their head analyst, the guy who runs the show. He's He's been on TV. He'll certainly be, no, no offense, Shane, he'll be our most famous guest on the show. I mean, he's, he, he is the real deal, and he'll be on to talk about the free agents, give us his perspective on what he's seen from Mike Lennon, Quentin Demps, Marcus Wheaton. Really looking forward to having him. He is just an expert of, of NFL football, and it's going to be a great show. You definitely don't want to miss that. That's 2 p.m. Sunday, our, our usual time. Zero dollars, Steve. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we will not be paying Steve Palazzolo. We, we cannot match the salary that he receives over at Pro Football Focus, but he, he'll, he'll be a very valuable guest, and he's great on the radio. He does some podcasts, and he's, he's got a serious XM radio show. I mean, he is the real deal, so I hope everyone is able to join us for that. And if you're not, of course, you can always catch the podcast version. You're not going to want to miss out on the analysis there. So, Shane, I, I want to thank you so much for being in the studio. The Digital Bears Hour Live studios, obviously... Shane is in New York. I'm in Wisconsin. Phil is in Connecticut. So we're not all in the same room, but we hopefully make it seem like we're in the same room. It's it's a fun podcast experience here on Bears Hour Live, and I want to thank everyone for listening. Phil, any last words on Ryan Pace and free agency before we close the show? I'm just praying, like AC tonight, <laughs> that they uh, they do some damage with some under the radar signings. I also want to say, check out our film room stuff on YouTube. Subscribe there. We're going to be doing a Glennon breakdown, me and Lauren, breaking down uh, Mike Glennon coming up. And if you haven't seen our Alshon Jeffrey video, and you can hold back the tears, watch and show how we broke down how the Bears limited his production in 2016 with the offensive coordinator, the play calling, and of course the quarterbacks that were under center. But that's going to have to do it for our time here on Bears Hour Live. I want to thank everyone for listening. Like I said, we do it for you guys, and it's really a blast for us. So with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of Bears Hour Live. Come on. Give them what they want. Come on. Give them what they want. Come on. Give them what they want. Yeah.